Hello and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 66 of Jake's World. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski, and today is Wednesday, May 12th. Feels like a long time. I mean, as you already know, I took a couple of weeks off just because, um, well, the first week I needed a break, and then the second week I once again forgot my Mac charger. So I figured, ah, what's two weeks, right? I mean, I felt like I was getting in a rut, and it's good to hit reset once in a while, and then I can come back a little more focused, even though this one was a little bit of overkill because um, it's like so much has happened in the last three weeks. I literally picked the worst um, the worst time to take a brief hiatus. I really did. Um, I intended on doing a show last week. I had stuff written down for the draft. And then, yeah, just I'm not going to get into um, too terrible of, a, of depths there. But, I mean, there's just so many things that have happened, like sports, pop culture a little bit, um, some of my own experiences, and uh, a little bit of politics stuff the last couple of days too, but um, it's it's crazy, like just me kind of thinking about it, looking back kind of objectively, right, just trying to think of all the things that have happened, and I don't know, to me it seems like it's almost like 2020, right? Think about it this way. Um, It's like, you know you're living in like the worst year of your life. And um, you're like so hyper-focused on all these events that happen, right? Because they're negative and they stand out, right? And it's like the last few weeks before, you know, I took a pause... It seemed like I was looking for the same thing, but it was a lot harder to find, right? And then it's like when you take some time off and you kind of just, I don't look at it so hyper-focused, I guess, or um, look at it so closely. I'm trying to find like the right way to look at it. It's like sometimes the information and talking points, things you want to highlight, come out when you don't try to find them it's kind of strange right but then again sometimes it's like you got to go digging for the stuff too and it's kind of a fine line almost like for me sometimes I like going off the cuff a little better I feel like um being a little more free flowing might not sound as polished but it sounds more real right it doesn't seem so scripted and sometimes that's a good way to do things but I don't know it was just a It was a much-needed rest for me. Like, got to the point Wednesday evenings, I didn't really look forward to it. And today, I look forward to it. I mean, I had a couple, uh, I had a sick day and a work-from-home day on Monday, Tuesday. And I'm really tired. I mean, I drove up today. But it feels good to be talking into the microphone again. So, I mean said I didn't want to get into the draft too much, so I'll just kind of focus on my favorite team's draft, the Packers, and oh, 
so many things have come out about this. I'm still not really sure what to think about what's going on between Aaron Rodgers and the front office of the Green Bay Packers. Um, Tuesday, or excuse me, the Thursday before the draft started, Adam Schefter leaked that uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay's front office's relationship was so damaged, he's so disgruntled that he doesn't want to come back hours before the draft. And that was like a gut punch, right? I literally read that and was just like, I'm so sad. Like, I wasn't even mad. It was just sad, right? And come to find out that um, this wasn't, um, you know, breaking news. It was breaking news, but it wasn't like breaking at the time. A week or so after the draft, Adam Schefter says, oh, this wasn't, you know, a source telling me that at the time. It was an accumulation of information and sources giving me this information. And I decided to run with it three hours before the draft, a.k.a. a publicity stunt. Hype up the draft, whatever. Of course, that's what journalists do. And, you know, it's just some time's passed. I still don't really know what to think about it. Because I see both sides of it, like with a lot of the things that I examine and think about. Aaron Rodgers has every right to be disappointed I mean, he's a guy who's done everything he can for an organization without winning more than one Super Bowl. And, I mean, looking at it, he's probably the most under-accomplished football player that I've ever seen. Like, his talent is second to none given his tenure in the league, right? Mahomes is probably a better talent. He hasn't done it as long. And he's in a much better situation being on the Kansas City Chiefs as opposed to the Green Bay Packers. Those are facts. There's no arguing that. Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl. He knows he's an all-time talent. He knows that he should have accomplished much more. I mean, one in three in NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl to show for it. He might even be one in four. It's one in three for sure, but maybe even one in four. But most of all, he knows that the organization has not done a ton of things to help him on the offensive side of the ball. Give the guy what he wants. He's laid it all out there for you. He, he, they're in constant negotiation, it seems like. He wants guaranteed money, and he wants to restructure the deal. And, you know, he wants a better contract for him. He wants to play until he's 40. I think he can, barring a serious setback, he can do that. And I think Green Bay should go for it. I mean, he's got nothing to prove. You've been able to trust him for the last 15 years. 16 to be exact, but so why not give him the benefit of the doubt? But on the other side, I see where Green Bay's coming from, too. You can't, um, 
They know what's going. They know what. What's really wrong with the team, right? It's their defense. You know, the highlight of today's any sport you really watch is offense, 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 offense. That's what's entertaining. I bet on the Hawks and the Wizards right now. I'm watching a very poorly played defensive game. Um, that's how it is in every sport now. There's not an emphasis on defense anymore. There's an emphasis on defensive playmaking, like basketball is a good example. Shots blocked and steals, but playing good team defense, defensive rebounding, it's not an emphasis anymore. And it's the same with not so much baseball, because there's still dominant pitchers in the game, but football's the same way. Hockey's the same way. There's not a ton of great, great, great defensive physical teams anymore. There's guys who get on the body and there are great defensemen in the league, but the great defensemen aren't known for their defense. They're known for their offensive contributions as well. It's about bringing more eyeballs, and defense isn't appealing. It's not. I mean, being a guy who's played sports too, defense isn't fun. It's fun to score. It's fun to put points on the board, right? And try to do that. Green Bay needed to fix their defense. They've needed to fix it since that Super Bowl. Their pass defense is finally good, short of one player and, you know, compounding mistakes down the stretch. Their run defense was bad for the first half of the season. They need to exert draft picks on the defensive side of the ball. And it's been working because their defense has slowly been improving. But they never got him a playmaker either. I mean, could one of those drafts, namely last year's draft where they, you know, picked up a quarterback, should that have been the year they got an offensive weapon? I'd say so. I mean, this is probably the year, maybe even next year, if you look for that quarterback. I mean, it's hard to say because sometimes it's hard to find a quarterback that's a diamond in the rough. That's not easy. Most of the time, the top guys don't even work out. How do you expect the lower draft picks to work out? It happens, but to the magnitude of like Tom Brady working out, never. It never happens. It's hard to find guys that you are confident to give the keys to the franchise to. That's not... Um, it's not an easy thing to do. And um, Green Bay's been trying to bolster that defense, and it was much needed. Do I think they could have done a few things differently over the last eight years? Yeah, but you're, they're building their team for long-term success because that's what's most important. One guy's not going to play forever, no matter how good he is, no matter how much he means to your team. He's going to retire one day. There is one day, he, whether it's a trade or a signing elsewhere, or he hangs it up. He's not going to be on that team forever, and you have to build your team for the long term to be good every single year. Look at the Bears. The Bears finally have a good quarterback. Justin Fields may be the most talented quarterback the Bears have ever had, and they haven't played a game. Or he hasn't played a game. 
But the Bears haven't been like scrubs for 50 years. They play a different style of football. Some guys are, some coaches need to be flexible in the style of football they play based on the personnel they have. And those are who the really good coaches are, the guys who are able to be flexible with their personnel. I don't know. It's, I see both sides. And I feel like the front office can make this right. Um, Green Bay signing Blake Bortles is kind of like, what's going on? Do they sign him today? I don't know. I'm just a little nervous about what's going to happen. Because Aaron Rodgers is, offensively speaking anyways, the team. They don't have half the success they do over the last 10 years without him on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has made some very average receivers look very good. I don't know. I'm just I'm a little nervous, a little bit nervous about this offseason and the months leading up to training camp. So I guess we'll see what happens. Um, some other sporting news that I'm probably never going to talk about again. Actually, I might. It was fun. Um, the weekend after the last podcast I did, I went to, I went to an OTB, off track betting. I bet the ponies in person for the first time ever. And it was a blast. Kentucky Derby was May 1st. And let me tell you, the Kentucky Derby is the most electric two minutes in all of sports. It really is. But I'm not talking about the ponies, about the money I lost and the fun I had. I could, but that's not what I'm doing. Um, I don't know much about horses. My buddy Paul. Paul was on the show. He talked about stocks. He loves the ponies, and he knows a lot about them. But um, this horse that won, Medina Spirit, it was 12-1 to odds, won the Kentucky Derby. Last week... Turns out that he failed his post-race drug test. She, he, I'm not really sure what the horse identifies as. <laughs> That's an absurd thing to say, but I don't really know. Um, but his trainer is Bruce Baffert. Bruce Baffert is one of, he's the best horse trainer in the history of the sport. Eight Kentucky Derby winners. But he's also known to push the boundaries of the rules he's a lot like Bill Belichick he's a perfect perfect parallel to Bill Belichick in you know a relatable sports context the stories this guy says to cover his ass is incredible he said at first at first there was a um, uh, technically it's called the groom but I'm not really sure what his role is on the team, whether he's like a coach or a, an assistant trainer or a stable boy. I'm not really sure. But um, he said, yes, um, the groom took cough syrup for cough. He uh, had to pee in the stable 
who's doing this at Churchill Downs in the stables with cameras everywhere and people everywhere? Who's taking a leak in the stable by the horse or in the stall by the horse? The horse eats the urine-covered hay and then in turn fails the drug test. Pretty bit stretch there. It's a big stretch, right? Um, he amended the story about a week later. He said something or other about, um, fuck, what was it? Um, you know, the cla- I think it was something along the lines of, like, the classic, uh, the classic go-to excuse for an athlete who gets popped for using a banned substance. Oh, I didn't know it was banned. Um, the physician or veterinarian or whoever, I guess, I'm, like, the language of the horse universe really doesn't make a ton of sense to me said that this substance was okay because it wasn't or there was something in what i gave the horse that didn't work and that's why he failed the drug test so um he already said bafford already said that uh, the horse is going to race in the preakness um there are three horse there are three horse races to you know the illustrious triple crown of racing, um, the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and Belmont Stakes. Um, but he won't be in attendance. He doesn't want to be a distraction. Like, what? You already are a distraction. Your horse might have an asterisk for winning the most prestigious uh, race in your sport that you're so passionate and very talented at. Like, I don't know. Some of the, It was just kind of a crazy set of stories over the last week that were quite funny because you know I like Twitter and uh you know Big Cat PFT were all over the funny headlines especially because um they're very um with the trend I guess they're definitely out of their element but they always seem to find a funny joke about it because um a couple of years ago um there was a horse named Nyquist who had a Twitter account and PFT got into beef with Nyquist the horse and he got blocked by Nyquist the horse on Twitter. It was really funny, but, uh, it was just, um, I don't know. It was just kind of a bizarre story and it, maybe it's not even that bizarre. Maybe it's common to horse racing, but like it's something that I never really paid attention to. So it was pretty bizarre to me and it was entertaining to pay attention to. Um, trying to think what else. I mean, there was a lot of sports stuff going on recently, especially with the NFL draft and, um, you know, the Kentucky Derby. Um, trying to think. NBA news was kind of, and NBA and NHL are kind of wrapping up their regular season. But, um, something I did take away from is a good talking point is, uh, LeBron James, once again, he always seems to find a way to stay relevant when it's convenient to him. I don't like LeBron James very much. I th- Personally, I think he's he's a good person, but he's kind of a dick, too. Like, you know, you could have a good-hearted person who's an asshole. Like, he means well, but I think he's just a jackass. Um, he said he was all for the play-in game last year. He was like, oh, you know, the teams that were, you know... In the playoff hunt before COVID started, should have an opportunity to earn their playoff spot. Um, that's what they did, and the uh, players' association decided to roll with it for this year. 
And now that, you know, he hurt his ankle, what, six weeks ago, two months ago, he hasn't played very much. Uh, Anthony Davis has been on and off the court with various injuries, like always. He's never healthy. And uh, LeBron's like, I think the playoff playing game's the dumbest thing ever. He kind of went back on his word. Um, well, of course he doesn't want to do it because he uh, he's used to the world pandering to him. And when he finally has to, you know, play in the playoff or the play in games, he's gonna be mad about it. Well, that's a normal reaction, but like. LeBron, you're one of the most famous people in the world. Everybody pays attention to you, much to your bidding. Like, you want everyone to pay attention to you. And then you do such some, like, you say something not egregious, but it's like egregious based on, you know, your publicity. Like, you don't expect people to find that to you. And honestly, you know, thinking about it, it's like, I don't even think he cares that, like, he looks like a clown saying all this stuff all the time. He just wants to be in the limelight. And you know what? That's okay, I guess. But I mean, if I'm criticizing the best player in the league right now for some dumb comment he made a little over a week ago, you can you can definitely say things are getting a little slow. Um, baseball, a lot of no-hitters. That's really cool. Um, four no-hitters already through the first... Uh, first what five weeks of the season um john means threw one wade miley threw one um guy from the Sox, rodone threw one and uh a guy in the red and that was wade miley one more guy threw a no hitter too i want to say it was um i don't even know it's a west coast guy i think though but um sorry to the fourth guy whose name i can't remember um yeah, I mean, sports have been sports. Sports have just been sports. Um, Elon Musk made some big news. And this is another guy that I'm kind of, like, not sure about. Like, I think he's definitely a jackass for sure. And um, he's blatantly, you know, taking this, the leadership of the cryptocurrency crusade because it's a money making opportunity for him but I want to spin this off into a different point um, last Saturday he hosted SNL and um, leading up to the recording of, and the playing of the show Saturday of course it was this past Saturday not the Saturday of the Derby but um, um, some of the cast members said like we're not very happy that uh we have to work with Elon Musk. It's like, well, one, you work with him. You're being told to do so. That's your job. Two, if you guys were actually funny whatsoever, you might have a gripe. And three, it was lackluster like it always is, right? SNL's been bad for a long time. I used to watch SNL when I was in high school, and, like, those were nothing. Like, those, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, cast members on the show were, um, like, Fred Armisen was, like, the first, you know, guy in the credits. Bill Hader was still on SNL. Jason Tudakis was still on SNL. 
um, Keenan Thompson, Bobby Minahan. Bobby Minahan will never leave SNL. But um, those guys were on SNL still. And it was hit or miss. Like sometimes it was funny. Sometimes it was really unfunny. But like SNL has just lost all of its cultural appeal and it's still kind of relevant and like they're just not doing a good job of being good at what they do and it's like don't complain because you have some political differences based on a host right like it's no secret that like the SNL has been doing the spoofs for the Democratic Party for God knows how long I mean them ragging on Trump was their content for a better part of six years. What do you expect when that's all you do? Like, Trump jokes aren't really funny. Like, people who still make fun of that... Well, I mean, he's fun to make fun of, but, like, people who actually seriously get offended over him are fucking weenie losers. Like, the guy's not president anymore. Like, get over it. Why are you still thinking about him? You spent the better part of a year complaining about him. Now he's gone. You got what you wanted, and you're still complaining about the guy. Uh, whatever. But that—that's not where I was trying to go with that. It's just like, why can't we just make stuff that's good? Like, it's Saturday Night Live. It's supposed to be funny. It's a comedy show, sketch comedy, and you're supposed to work in these hosts, and you know guest appearances and you're supposed to make people laugh and then you've got your cast members complaining about oh I have to work with him it's like shut up do your job if you were actually good at it maybe we would take you a little seriously but um my whole point of it is it's like I don't know how I feel about Elon Musk like I think he's a quack personally he's definitely a smart guy and he he's a ambitious person I mean, he was involved with uh, PayPal in its infancy. Um, and, of course, Tesla, SpaceX. He's got his hands in a lot of things. He's very talented, but, like, he's kind of become this cultural figure. And it's like, I, I don't know. Like, he, he's doing the whole cryptocurrency thing with the Bitcoin and the Dogecoin because he can make money doing so. An hour ago, he just announced that Tesla isn't going to accept Bitcoin as payment anymore because of the environmental impact of mining these said coins. It's like, they're not pioneering this movement because they're into it. They're pioneering this movement because they're piggybacking off of your dumb brain. Like, Dogecoin, perfect example. This useless meme coin has run up like I don't know how many thousands of percent in, since January. It was like a fifth of a cent and now it's like 45 cents. It ran up to as high as 75 cents. It's worthless. You can't use it. And uh, the people that are super advocates for cryptocurrency are like, oh, this is the future. How is this the future? The way you think it's going to be used is never going to happen. It's never going to be a decentralized, wide-used currency with everyday applications and practicality. It's never going to be that. It's an asset class right now. It's an inflation hedge. You put your money in Bitcoin, and it appreciates over time. 
Bitcoin has a limited supply. You can only mine a certain amount of these coins. I think it's like 2.13 million. With the scarcity of the coin, of course the value is going to go up if people still want to buy it. But when you have like an infinite value of Dogecoin, you're just going to water the value down because the supply is so high. Right now, it's at 75 or it was it's at like 45 cents now, but at one point it was at 75 cents and its market cap was like 75 billion, 100 billion dollars. In order for this coin to get set to $7.50, it needs to have a 10 trillion dollar market cap. That will never happen. It won't happen. Apple and Amazon and Microsoft and Tesla, Tesla, not market cap. In terms of market cap, Tesla and like Facebook are the only companies that are close to having, like they're the best companies in the world and they have a $1 trillion cap. You know how much money, $10 trillion, in one investment? Like, it's not going to happen. And people are like, Doge of the moon, Doge of the moon. It's like, it's so stupid. Like, it's a, it's a bit that you're biting. It's a bit. It's not going to happen. It's fear of missing out. Don't fall for that. It's stupid. But whatever. I mean, people can make money doing it and they get out go ahead and the diamond hand things it's that's so dumb it's so dumb like um this guy roaring kitty during the gamestop thing had like 30 million dollars worth of a shitty gamestop stock like what are you doing this for content for sell it and retire dude you have like eight figures in your hand don't be an idiot and i don't think he was as much as other people are because it's cool it's trendy it's funny like it, it makes no sense to me like grab what's yours and leave if you do that more power to you but i'm not gonna take part in it so whatever but um i don't know that's pretty much all i got i mean the world's kind of falling apart in the last two days because um uh you know joe biden let's spend money on everything and J-Pow make printer go vroom vroom burr burr uh, yeah Fed says we have to raise inflation or we have to raise um interest rates 25 basis points quarter of a percent because um inflation that's what you do the you know the Federal Reserve matches um inflation to or matches interest rates to curb inflation when the economy is running too hot, a byproduct of everything reopening all at once, and um, inflation will rise when the money supply increases unwarranted, aka Congress spending trillions and trillions of dollars devaluing your currency. So, um, you guys, um, hang on tight. It's going to be a wild ride. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one guy said it was going to happen and he's mean though right but um you guys can follow me on twitter instagram and snapchat at jake sawinski 8 that's at j-a-k-e-s-a-w-i-n-s-k-i-8 
Hope you guys all have a good week. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. Got a couple more over the last couple of weeks, but uh, keep going. Write a review if you have time to do it. If you don't have time to do it and you listen, just give it a five-star rating. There's nothing wrong with that, and it's so easy. Like You got it right there. Just click five stars. It'll help me out. And it'll probably make you feel good, too. All right. Have a good week, guys. Peace.